Today in this video, I want to talk about lust. Mm. Well, not just any regular old lust, I mean gear lust. You all know what I'm talking about, so let's get into it. I'm B. Vaughn, and on this channel, we discuss relative music industry topics, provide practical information and resources, and share tools to help further your music career. Now, if any of these areas interest you, take a moment to subscribe to our channel, hit the like button, and turn on notifications as it helps us to rank higher and make this type of content more available to other music creators just like you. One of my favorite stores that I used to love to visit was Guitar Center. Now, it's Sweetwater.com for music gear, and Adorama.com for camera gear. Being a music producer and having a great love and appreciation for music and music gear, I will always get chills just being around and seeing a ton of music gear. You know the feeling, you know, that excitement that you get as you walk into that place and the hairs on your arms, you know, they start to stand up and the hairs on the back of your neck stand up. Your eyes get big and bigger at each moment as you're looking at all the gear that's around you. You know, the most desired pieces of gear, all the hardware and all the software. You know, I think all music producers, musicians, artists, etc., they get that feeling when presented with a new piece of gear. You know, I remember being in guitar center looking at a piece of gear that I wanted to buy for several hours. I'm sure you probably have done the same. You know, I studied the spec sheet like I was preparing for the bar exam. I examined the gear like I was a police officer doing a body cavity search. You know, you know the feeling, right? I mean, I could feel my mouth starting to water as I touched it, as, as I felt the construction, you know, as I really looked at it. You know, I started to, you know, really speak to myself in my Austin Powers voice. Yeah, baby, yeah! This incredible new piece of gear was all that I could think about before going to bed, and it was the first thing that I thought about when I woke up in the morning. All I knew was that, you know, if I bought that new piece of gear, you know, my production, my sound quality, it, it would skyrocket through the roof. It would take it to, you know, that next level. I think we all have that, right? We all have, if I just buy, if I get this, this is going to explode me. If I get this, people are gonna recognize me as you know a producer or whatever it may be. Now, while this scenario seems surreal, it happens over and over in the reality and in the minds of music producers everywhere. You know, we've all been faced one time or another with gear lust. I mean, I'm sure you have, whether you want to admit it or not, you have been faced with gear lust. Yes, you know what that term means, and if not, then here is the official Urban Dictionary definition. To have an intense desire for equipment. Of course, it is usually used in the audio world, but realistically, I have found it to be the same in the video world as well. Cameras and lenses and microphones and you know the latest piece of gear, the filter, all those different things. We, we can get caught up in this whole gear lust trap. We all have had an overwhelming all-consuming longing for the latest piece of music equipment. Probably more than once or more than we care to admit, we reconcile within ourselves that this new piece of gear is going to be exactly what, what I need, right? It's going to, to take me to the next level. It's gonna take my production and put it at the level of superstars. I mean, here's the reality. Superstars use what you use. They use the same thing. Like there is no miracle gear. I mean, I've seen 
tons of music producer videos. You know, we always scrounge YouTube looking at what other people use, trying to figure out what's that sauce, right? What's that secret piece of equipment? But the reality, they use exactly what you use. Sometimes it may actually take your production to a different level. I mean, I guess it depends, right? I mean, if you're going from a low quality interface to like an Apollo interface, then that's probably going to make a difference. But to buy gear just to buy gear and thinking that it will automatically elevate your skill or your production is not doing you, your production, your time, your energy, your efforts any good. In today's world of Instagram and YouTube, we can peer into other producer studio setups and we can see what they're using to create all their hits. You know, we become fascinated with their setups. You know, we begin to desire the gear that they have. You know, yo, that producer's using FL Studio, then I must have it too. Yo, my favorite producer's using machine. And, well, I mean, y'all need to use a machine anyway. Y'all know how I feel about machine. But you know, they're using machine. I gotta have it too. Now, let me be clear. There's nothing wrong with buying new gear or upgrading your studio when you actually need to. So what's the issue then? Gear lust typically has nothing to do with need, right? It's never really about need. It's all about, I want it, give it to me. You know, I know a guy who wants to buy new equipment just to have the latest equipment. I can tell him that having the newest synth or interface simply won't make you know, him a better producer, though they might produce a better sound quality, but it doesn't necessarily make you a better producer. It doesn't come through the equipment that you have, which is why it's so crazy that everybody's up, well, what you're using? You're using Reason, you're using Logic, you're using Machine. You, I mean, they all pretty much do the same thing. I could technically make the same type of music on an older rig, running an older version of Mac OS and still come out sounding strong. Right, I'm sure you're saying to yourself, come on, Bevon. You know, having the latest piece of gear improves music drastically. Maybe, that may be your, your perspective, but I'm, I don't personally believe that. You know, I know people who use equipment that are still several years old. It is not the latest, it is not the greatest but they are cranking out major stuff. You know, how I look at it is that your equipment is the medium through which you create a wonderful masterpiece. While state-of-the-art gear may facilitate this whole process with somewhat greater ease, it is not going to magically improve upon whatever shortcoming you have as a producer, singer, engineer, etc. Learn the tools you got. Improving yourself has to do more with repetition and practicing your craft, learning good habits and techniques, and spending time becoming knowledgeable about the gear that you do possess. Learn that gear, right? If you're not happy with the music you're producing or the quality of the vocals that are coming out, buying the latest gear, you know, buying that high-end equipment is not going to solve your issue. Your, your attention is in the wrong direction. You know, as, as my son tells me, he, as, a, as a video game, he, he's always like, get good. I mean, that's the thing. Get good at what you have. Okay, so before proceeding any further, take a moment to subscribe to this channel. Hit the like button and turn on notification as it helps us to rank higher and make this type of content more available to other music creators just like you. So how do you get over, or rather curb, right? Because I don't know if a person can truly ever get over gear lust. So how do you curb your desire for gear lust to buy those things? Well, here are some things that you can do that should suppress your gear lust appetite. Number one, before moving on to a new piece of gear, be sure to master the gear that you already have. Not only will you get your money's worth from it, but you'll be more prepared to advance when the time comes. Learn that gear, trust me, learn your gear, ins and outs. I'm sure there's things in your doll. I'm sure there's things in VSTs that you have not even explored yet use it to its fullest. Number two, take inventory of your strengths and weaknesses as a producer, singer, mix engineer, etc. Whatever it may be that, whatever role it is that you fulfill in this music industry, make sure that you 
assess your own strengths and weaknesses. Assess those characteristics in relation to the gear that you currently own. Ask yourself, if this piece of gear that you're looking to buy, will it help you to eliminate a weakness while reinforcing one of your strengths? If it doesn't, don't spend your money. Just, yeah, don't do it. Number three, do what you know you're good at doing. Okay, so for example, I knew that I wanted to stick with production as my main gig, right? I wanted to make sure I'm a producer. I had tons of recording gear, but I wasn't really recording anybody, not even myself. So I'd had all this gear that I bought that I I didn't really need, right? So I sold all of my recording gear that I had and I reinvested it into where I really need it, which was in music production. You know, so don't keep gear with the mindset that one day I'm going to use it. Now, I will be honest with you. I later on did go back and buy some vocal processing gear, outboard gear, because I was going to get into it. I said, you know what? Yeah, this is something I need to do. And so I did go back out and buy it, but it was a couple of years later when I purchased that particular gear. All right, so I'm just telling you, honestly, I did. But number four, get creative and find new ways to use the current gear. You may find a new way of doing something that you never thought of before. Don't be afraid to experiment and exhaust all possibilities before you just get into that gear less, right? Before you fold into, into that. I know I have a great friend of mine who was using uh, you know, machine and using a DAW. And now he really uses mostly an MPC 4000 and he still uses his DAW, but he's now using an MPC 4000. It's not always about the latest and the greatest because the MPC 4000 is not the newest, but he's still making amazing music. Number five, whether it's a new piece of gear or software, try before you buy. A lot of companies have that. They have a try before you buy. Even if you buy it and you're like, yeah, I'm, I don't, you send it back, you got a 30 day money money back guarantee. Send it back. Like, yeah, if I don't like it, I'm gonna send it back. I always would say try it before you buy. A lot of software have free trials that you're able to utilize, do those before you actually purchase the, the software or the gear, whatever it may be. You know, right, it's a good chance to kind of try it out. So do that. And that's gonna help you decide, do I really need that in the long run? Number six, don't settle on buying a piece of gear that will only meet minimum needs at the moment. Oh my gosh, I learned this personally. I learned this the hard way. Back in the day, man, I don't even know if people really use, you may, I don't know, but back in the day, Akai used to sell the MPD MIDI controllers, kind of looking like a MIDI controller MPC. And I really wanted one of those because I was using Reason at the time. And, you know, a friend of mine, we were both looking at the Akai MPD series. He went ahead and he got the MPD 32. Right. And I got the MPD 18, knowing, knowing that I wanted the MPD 32. But, you know, your boy ain't had the bread at the time. So I was like, OK, let me get the MPD 18, do something with that. And then, you know, obviously upgrade. But yeah. So instead of just waiting and saving up, I bought it only to buy the MPD 32 a couple months later. So, you know, granted, yeah, for, it was a waste of money. It was a waste of time. So save up the lesson there that I learned that I'm gonna share with you. Save up until you can afford to buy what it is you truly need for yourself. Now, this is in no way an attempt to tell you what to do with your bread. But as a fellow music producer, I know the traps that gear lust can lay for those with a hunger for new equipment. I've seen it, oh my gosh, I've seen it. I've had too many conversations about, hey, should I buy this? Hey, what gear are you using? I don't know if I really like that question when people ask, 
you know, what gear are you using? It's not because I don't think you should know what gear I'm using, but it really doesn't matter. Like use the gear that you got. So if I'm using machine, but machine doesn't work for you, doesn't fit into your workflow, doesn't really utilize your skills, you know, in the best possible light, it really, to me, it really doesn't, doesn't matter. Use the gear that you have to make the best music that you can. I mean, we know that upgrades are inevitable. Everything is usually upgradable. You know, I've upgraded a couple of things. You know, I'm not talking about just upgrades, right? Or something breaks, you need to buy a new replacement for it. Now I'm simply asking you to examine your wants against needs and to allow yourself to gain a clear and honest perspective towards gear acquisition. Gear lust will leave you always feeling like you are lacking when you may not be. Oh man, they got that, but I don't have it. It doesn't mean that you're lacking just because they have something that you don't have. You know, they may, it may fit their workflow. It may not fit your workflow. So always assess your current strength, your current situations, the things that you were doing, but never compare it against someone else. So the next time that you are in Guitar Center, you're eyeing that new piece of gear, or you're looking online like I do, right, at sweetwater.com, ask yourself, is it truly worth it to buy this new piece of gear? All right, cool. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to watch this video. Take a moment, once again, hit that like button. Make sure to subscribe to our channel and turn on the notification bell to be notified of new content. And as always, I will see you in the next video. Peace.